0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. This program contains use of explicit language. Listen discretion is advised.
1: Hi guys, it's Kelly Kitch tuning in to Radio Kidnappers for Raw Recovery arena thank you for having me and apologies I've been in hibernation for quite some time um, yeah just feeling like that little chrysalis that's about to emerge but hasn't quite yet which is really odd for me I'm normally a social butterfly but um, things have been really different of late we've we've had a lot of trauma and this red light system has obviously changed things for many people. So, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of other things, reading and being quite insular, which is a, a good piece if if that can work for you. I wouldn't recommend it for... Um, for some people, you know, we, we need to be connected and have interconnectedness. But yeah, it's been interesting. I've been I've just unpacked all my books from storage. I've had my my whole house in storage for five years and looking at these books, although I've read them, it's like oh wow, fuck, uh frick sorry. Um that's great, I might retouch on that and As you know, when you go back to a book or a film or whatever it might be, you'll find um, a different piece of gold or silver or something that wasn't prevalent to you at the time that you touched on it. And I've been reading this particular book and it, it really gets to the core of addictive behaviour and that sounds pretty basic but it's not Um, for some of us who who have done moral inventories and the 12 step programme and gone through a very very big process in order to unravel what made us addicted to whatever, it is pretty much a self-inventory and that's fine. You can do step four and you write your life story and you read it and you cry and all of that. Um, I think, well, from my perspective, to understand what's really going on We need to explore a concept called cognitive dissonance, and cognitive means the way you think, and dissonance means disagreement. So, cognitive dissonance is when there is a disagreement when you're thinking. Well, how can that be? (laughs) Because we've got a brain. Well, there are so many parts of the brain, it's the most sophisticated piece of computer machinery whatever in the world as the brain and there's the conscious mind and the subconscious mind so you you know the brain has so many parts and well, we're in constant conflict a lot of the time well I can't say we I speak for myself and um, this this constant conflict is it can come down to anything and it's little things, well they're not little but it's kind of like um, or an example, you know we want to change our behaviour so <coughs> excuse me, verbal um, well I don't know Make a vow not to need another cookie, no matter how good it looks. And then you could justify your behaviour and say, Oh, you know, it's okay to cheat every once in a while. We all need a little sugar or whatever, and now and then I deserve it. Oh, and then we could go, we'll add another behaviour to compensate that well, I ate the cookies, but that's okay, I'll go for a long run after work and burn off the extra calories. (laughs) So, really, it's a delusional piece. We can delude ourselves by denying or ignoring the conflicting information in the brain. So, you know, those cookies are probably not all that bad for us, but they seem pretty good anyway. Now, this is applicable to any mindset, and I can use the word addiction because that's what what is prevalent, particularly at the moment. The um, health system and the mental health team, the addiction services, are absolutely stretched to their max. I just Visually I can see this rubber band and it just wants to snap. Everyone is stretched because the resources are becoming more demanding. So I was thinking about this cognitive behavioural therapy and I'm a huge advocate of CBT which is basically retraining the brain to think a different way. And, yes, there is effort required. But what good in life is there not effort required? It, it pays off. So you, you're actually in control. You, you've just got to... Well, I'm no guru, but I know what worked for me. You've got to rewire your computer... And you can't just you know, addicts want it yesterday. It doesn't quite work like that. You've got to have something called patience, which is a very, very hard one. Mindfulness, connectedness, and all the other things you need to do in life, you know, good diet, healthy relationships, blah 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 blah. So it's um it's not an easy one, but it doesn't have to be a hard one if you go slow and gentle and just look at it like from an outside view, look down and assess. And I think another helpful thing, what's helped me of late, is taking these a uh, deepak Chopra put it into really great words, and I can't actually quote them because I don't remember them, but there's a a vortex, There's there's a space period between each thought, and the mind can just go from one thought to another in a matter of milliseconds, so you're already thinking about your second thought before you've acknowledged the first thought, and I think the art of mindfulness is having... That space, that gap, between thoughts. So you think something, whether it be I'm gonna to go to the pokies, I'm going to have a drink, I'm going to have a cigarette, or I'll watch some porn or whatever it is. Having that pause button, let's pretend we're in the eighties, you'll get that one, Kelly. Um and you know, you got your boom box, your um your player, your tape player, and you just press pause. And then you've got that moment of just stillness between the thought that you've already thought and the next thought which could create a reaction of, fuck it, I'm going to the bottle store, without that pause. So that pause is a really intermittent piece and healing and that applies to anything. I mean, most of us live a metre away from our bodies. And, you know, being a yoga teacher, the hardest thing to teach people is to be with themselves. People think it's all about stretching and lycra and all of that shit. It is not. It's an eight-limbed system. And the first thing you do is shred your ego. Get rid of that, because that does not work. If you run on your ego then who are you? You are your ego. Trust me I was sorry about this Richard but I was married to a POM for over 20 years and yeah it took a while to defrag that one but we got there in the end. So I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to say here. Well I am but I don't want to make it sound so complex it's actually a really really simple program for complicated people and as the world progresses in its interesting stage I think we're needing more of this awareness particularly around addiction addiction is some people's best friend and it was mine for years and it wasn't really until I unraveled why I felt so at home using because I wasn't in my body, in my sphere, in my aura I wasn't incarnated so you're dulling your light and I know for myself I think it was when I got off heroin years back and I came into my light I was actually really scared of it it was just whoa, this is bright, amazing things are happening and it's all a bit much. So being grounded, mindful and actually taking it really gently instead of it being an overwhelming factor and enjoying it is a very virtuous pace. because let's face it, we all need purpose. We, we need something to do and something that we love. I mean, I don't see the point in going to work if you don't love it. But well, what's the point? It's just dead energy. We don't have much time on this planet. And, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely not an ego pace. And I'm, I'm not demising anyone who works at a bank. But for certain people like myself if I had to put on a uniform every day and work at a bank, I would be an absolutely raging alcoholic or a drug addict. That's just my tapestry. I was born free and I will leave free. (laughs) That's all I know. The other thing I was thinking of sharing, I was going to find this particular book. It's actually a yoga book, but it, talks about conflict and pain so you know dealing with that inner conflict which comes back to the brain dance I call it and keeping the gaps in between the brain dance gives you more space and time to allow for the spirit or the instinct to kick in and settle instead of being constantly reactionary and one thing I do have to say is sugar right y'all it's the enemy what goes up must come down so obviously things like alcohol have really high sugar content and energy drinks things like that and I'm probably not telling you anything that you don't know already, but I've witnessed it firsthand, and it's bloody shocking. It should be. It's, it's, it's the new evil, more the old evil, uh, processed sugar. And in one of those drinks, one of those mother drinks, one of my um, cousins drinks them, and I was reading him the label, and he's been drinking them for years, and I'm like, "Do you do you know what what's in here? What you know? Because he'll be on a high, and he'll be all fidgety and um, nervous energy, not not calm, not breathing, not settled. And I read the ingredients to him, and he's like, "Oh, oh my god! You know, that's really bad. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah." <laughs> I was helping him clean out his cardio day. It's like fifteen empty cans of mother. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Actually that's an exaggeration. that's just more um a few cans and candy bars and all that shit. So yeah. I suppose some of us can deal with the energy maybe have a couple of sugars in your coffee, I don't know, but I know when I was drinking, seriously drinking, the sugar would send me on an absolute high. And I thought it was just the alcohol. But during the detox, it was the sugar as well. And that was quite big. So I just replaced it with natural sugars, um, juicing, you know, apple, carrot, pear, all of that. So you're still getting sugars, you're still getting fructose but it's not American processed crap in a can with caffeine and all the rest of the numbers um, I think I'll sign off guys I, I'm really hoping to get out and have cordials with people, I think I'll be ready maybe next week to be a bit more social i just the grief of Dad's really, really hit me. It's only been a few months, but I set up his shrine the other day and a beautiful photo of him before he got sick and lit a candle and just ugh absolutely bawled like it was yesterday. And those of you who've lost parents will know this one or loved ones. It ain't over till it's over and it's never really over. I think it's more about acceptance and trusting that, you know, they're in a beautiful place and they're not above earth going through this hell. Because let's face it, it's not pretty. I think that's why I've been hiding. I know it's why I've been hiding anyway. So love you all. Keep safe out there and don't forget your masks or get an exemption. I'm exempt from everything. I just refuse to follow rules. And I know some of you won't like that, but I I don't trust what's going on at all. So, namaste, prayers to the still and suffering, and don't buy any more toilet paper (laughs) okay (laughs) meow meow love kelly cat see you